Welcome to Our Parents Did What? A tour of the parenting perils of yesteryear. I'm Diane Aragona. And I'm your co-host, Jen Tierney. Join us as we travel back in time to take a look at the sometimes unbelievable history of parenting. Hey, Diane, how are you? I'm okay. <laughs> so I, I really like the the high pitch of your voice. We're coming off of, so, so we did a, a double header in recording tonight. So we're just coming off of recording this really long sort of like draining, emotionally draining episode. So now we're going to like really try our best to be like on for this one so that you guys don't get like the The depressed. (laughs) Yeah, just um, just keep in mind as you're listening. Oh, they just talked about that real heavy stuff. And now they're trying to talk about silly stuff. <laughs> but we need it. I- I'm glad we did it in this order. I know. Yeah. I don't think I would have wanted to go to bed I, like right after that. I'm glad we recorded you first. So it works out really well. So, Diane, hit me with your mom moment. My mom moment is more of just a me moment because it's <laughs> it's the end of uh, well, now it's 2021, but it was the end of 2020. And one of my resolutions last year, I don't usually make resolutions, but this was an easy one, was that I, I love to read. And when my daughter was born the first year in 2019, I barely read. I might have read half a book. Mm-hmm. It was just crazy. And I said, I'm going to read more. And so this year I did. I read, I think it doesn't, normally I'd read a lot more than this. I think I read like six books. I didn't read that many books, so you're good. <laughs> okay. But but all books that I absolutely adored. Oh, that's great. Um, and, and really loved the characters and enjoyed reading. And I just – I started by just making sure I read one chapter at night before I would go to bed. And then that would snowball into, oh, Rini's playing independently. Instead of going to do the dishes, I'm just going to sit and read a chapter of my book. And it's so good for her to see you sitting and reading. Yeah. That's really good. So I've been trying to do that. So um, I've really enjoyed taking a little time for myself, which is good good. for you. What about you? All right. So mine's short and sweet, just like the person it's about. So this mom moment is brought to you by my middle child, Joey, who for the last week or so, he's been – so everyone in my house, Miracle of Miracles, has been sleeping until seven or later. I don't know oh, what so happened, but it's just like it, – because we were like a 5.30 to 6 a.m. sort of family for a while. And for a long time, I was waking up earlier than everyone else, like at 4.30 or 5, just to be able to get some time, some quiet time before everybody woke up in the mornings. And so I'd like sneak downstairs into the office and try to do like a little bit of journaling, a little bit of meditation, something to like slowly start my day. But little by little, my kids would start hearing me earlier and earlier, and they would start coming down at 5, 30, 6 o'clock, and I'd be like, I can't do the same. So finally, I gave up and was like, I'm just going to stay in bed. I'm not going to like drag myself downstairs just to have them come down right after me. And it was just like, mm. so for a little while, they would wake up, and I'd just be like, go play, go play. Just leave me alone. I'm still in bed. But recently, they started sleeping until 7, which is when alarms go off in our house. And so my alarm will go off at seven. And a few minutes later, Joey now will like wander into my room and he wanders in and he comes up into the bed and he like snuggles up next to me and he just wants to like quietly snuggle with me, which is just like the the warmest, sweetest, most lovely. Like he's just, 
he's just the best. <laughs> oh, he's the best. <laughs> and so he comes into bed and, you know, like gets up next to me. And the other day he was in bed next to me and he starts like petting the side of my face. And he goes, Mommy, you're my best girl. No. no. What? <laughs> and I cried. <laughs> First of all, where did he hear that? I don't know. You're my best girl. You're my best girl. And I was like, I don't, I just, what? Oh, he's going to be a heartbreaker one oh, day. Man. Oh, man. It was just, it was so sweet. And so, so he's just been coming into bed with me like every morning for the last few weeks at around like 7.05. That's so sweet. alarm's going off in her room and she eventually turns it off. And then keeps sleeping and Liam keeps sleeping. So Joey just like comes in and has like 20, 30 minutes to snuggle with me. And we just just eat it up. It's great. Oh. So I don't know. I'm in this real sweet spot right now that I'm trying really hard to really enjoy because I know it's going to end. Yeah. And then it's just going to be like crazy town again um, where everybody wakes up at weird times. and Just enjoy it while it I know. I'm just going to enjoy it for the next like however many days it lasts for, which mm-hmm. is, I'm sure it'll end any moment. So. so as I said, this is going to be a really silly topic. Yay! Get ready. So today we're going to talk all about <laughs> the miraculous healing powers of spit 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 like saliva like saliva spit spittle all of those things yes get ready there's some fun stuff ahead wow where did you come up with this so i i like the other night i was like all right i need to come up with something and i and i really i eventually really want to do an episode all on like like I was I was this close, like so, so, so close to doing an episode on Mama Rose or Judy Garland or like a child that was really like horribly yeah. like abused by a stage mother. I was really close. And then I was like, this is just too much. It's just too much. I don't have the time and the energy to devote to this story because those also are incredibly emotional stories. Yeah. And I was like, I just need something easier than that. So I just like Googled crazy things that parents have done historically. <laughs> And I got this like listicle of like 20 things. And one of them was just like, "Mm, spit. And I was like, what? Great. This is my topic. (laughs) This is my topic. I was like, perfect. This is exactly what I needed. I needed something quick and simple and disgusting. Spit. Oh, I'm so excited. Lay it on me. I specifically like this because this is a practice that until the pandemic happened was totally normal. And everyone did. (laughs) It's like very normal. And now it's like, <gasps> I watch TV shows, like old TV show episodes of like people getting close to each other and like people having parties. And it gives me like anxiety. Yeah, I know. I know. That's real. That's a real thing. So, so, so there's a lot in this episode that like is going to make people go, what? But like people did this until like 10 months ago. <laughs> So get ready. All right. So first, I want to start by saying that the practice of premastication is like that. Like that's a separate thing. That's not spit. It it there's spit involved, but like that's a practice that's like totally normal in lots of cultures, lots of like hunter gatherer cultures and farming cultures. And I read a thing that says caregivers in the United States, one in seven caregivers in the United States, admit 
to premastication for their kids' food because they want to make sure the food isn't too hot or that the food doesn't have anything in it that's going to be hard for the baby to chew or whatever. And I was like, one in seven caregivers? What? <laughs> that is, I did not do premastication in my no. mothering experience, but apparently it's pretty it's pretty normal in certain cultures, especially in Black culture. It's 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 much more prevalent in that group. In Africa, there are a number of cultures that do various premastication things or saliva related things. And it's it's popular in other places as well in like the Mediterranean. So it's like, it's a thing that people do. Oh, God. And I just was like, it was not a part of my mothering experience. No. So I learned a lot and, and found this very interesting. So, so we're going to talk about four different traditions in the world today and historically that have been very spit-based with newborns. Oh, good. I'm excited. It's exciting. So so first, we're going to talk about the Wolof people. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. It's W-O-L-O-F, the Wolof people of Mauritania. They believe that their saliva can preserve words. Whoa. You speak words, your saliva is in your mouth, and if, if your saliva leaves your mouth, your words are like imbued onto your saliva. So That's a really beautiful sentiment. It is a beautiful sentiment. What they do with that sentiment is pretty <laughs> gross. So, so first, uh, when a baby is born, I don't know how soon after they're born, if it's like immediately or within like a certain number of days. Like a lot of these things sound like rituals. So I don't know if it's sort of like, okay, X number of days after the baby is born, this is what happens. But in this group, the mothers spit on the baby's faces, like spit, and the fathers spit into the baby's ears. <laughs> and then they take their saliva and wipe it all over the baby's head, like the mother and father, and just cover their baby's face in saliva. I don't want to be disrespectful because this is someone's culture, but it just seems gross to me. <laughs> no, so so I mean, yes, that's exactly right. Like this is in this culture, this is totally normal. It's not normal here, but I think that w what we'll get to is the things that we do in our culture that's very similar to this, right? And right. so. It's not that weird, actually. And I had a great conversation yesterday with my friend that I'll get to where she was like actually a little bit taken aback by how comfortable she was with these ideas in our pandemic world now. So it was, it was very hmm. interesting. So so the next group we're going to talk about is the Igbo babies of Nigeria. In this group of people, they believe that it's important to them that their babies grow up to be well-spoken. So what they do is they find their most articulate friend and they'll have this ceremony where the articulate friend comes and chews what's called an alligator pepper, which is like a peppercorn. So it's it's like a pod. Okay. It's an expensive spice. It's only used in like this ceremony and really expensive dishes. So it's not something that like is easily gotten. And so you do it, you know, for just special births and things like that. So they have this articulate friend chew on this pod, which is spicy, and, and you know, like chew it until it's like a paste and then take it out of their mouth and put it into the baby's mouth. Oh. And now the baby will be well-spoken. <laughs> I do see the, like, like the logic behind it. It makes beautiful sense if it wasn't gross. Right. But like, they don't see it as gross. Fine. Mm. <laughs> so. <laughs> it is interesting though, like, and this is kind of unrelated, but this is pre-pandemic, just mm -hmm. first, but- a lot of stuff that I'm a big germaphobe, I always have been, 
And, like, so stuff that grossed me out, like, I never like to share drinks with anyone, even pre-pandemic. I don't, when people are sick, I'm like, stay away from me. I'm going to wash my hands. But when my daughter was born, I guess because it's your offspring, she was, she'll get spit on me. Like, uh, there's, like, poop all, which is gross. But, like, I mean, like, I'll share drinks with her. I'll taste something and then use the same spoon. And it doesn't gross me out. And I don't know if it's because it's my child I don't know. I think it's because it's your child, yeah. I guess. I think it's very much like it feels like a part of you. So so we're we're going to talk about that. Don't worry. We'll get there. <laughs> All right. So so the third thing we're going to talk about, we're get we're going to get a little bit like each one of these stories is a little bit longer than the one before. So now we're going to talk about the Jewish tradition around spitting. In Jewish culture, there is a and this isn't just in Jewish culture. This is all over the Mediterranean, but it, but it's most – Jewish culture is one of the more prevalent ones where they spit three times to ward off the evil eye. Are hmm. you familiar with the evil eye or a melokia? Yes, but why don't you – why don't you enlighten? <laughs> so the evil eye is is sort of this malevolent spirit that specifically preys on innocence or goodness. So if if you give somebody a compliment or if there's a tiny baby, like the evil eye could, you know, is specifically, those people are sus- specifically susceptible to the it's evil like eye. It's drawn to them. Yeah. It's, it, and it's a curse that someone can place on you is somebody gives you the evil eye. And so to ward off the evil eyes, believe that if you spit three times, it will, you know, it'll, so so it sort of makes you like less desirable because somebody is sort of like providing this much smaller benign curse on you of spitting to say, oh, this person isn't that good or this person isn't as innocent. So don't right. come here, the evil eye. If somebody says, oh, your child is so beautiful, the the like Jewish grandmother in the group will go, puh, puh, puh. <laughs> like, they don't they don't actively like spit anymore. Spitting was something that like culturally they they like actually spit hundreds of years ago. Now they make a sound. Now it's like the spitting sound, which is puh, puh, puh. As we know, in pandemic land, that still produces spit <laughs> if you do it in someone's right. face. It's still <laughs> so like... It's still like spitting. Yeah. So now finally, we're going to talk about the the most robust topic in this, ah, uh, in this story, which is the Greek Orthodox group. And so they're, they have similar superstitions to the Jewish culture. So the, the evil eye, I believe, originated in Turkey. So there are a lot of different groups, a lot of different countries that have evil eye in their in their traditions, in their rituals, in their belief systems, their superstitions, you know. Um, so it's, it's in Italian and Sicilian culture. They also, the Greek Orthodox group, and Greeks in general, I think it's not just Greek Orthodox, um, they, they have this, they spit three times in response to compliments, very similar to what we do when someone sneezes, we say, God bless you, because you don't want to, you know, the devil will come in because your heart yeah. has stopped beating. Um, so you you do, you say or do this thing to prevent the devil from getting you. However, in the Greek Orthodox tradition, it gets traced back to a thing in the Bible. Um, so, so we're going to get a little bit biblical for a minute here. Let's do it. <laughs> so first, so basically, spit has like really like jesus was a healer through his hands right like he was always healing people by touching them but there were three instances in the bible where he healed people with his spit 
And so in the Greek Orthodox tradition, spit is considered powerful, you know, and that's part of their their beliefs and their traditions. And so we're going to talk about the three times this happened. So in John chapter 9, verses 1 through 7, he uses his spit to make mud. The, a blind man is brought to him and he uses his spit to make mud and then he wipes the mud on the man's eyes. And when the man opens his eyes, he can see. In the second example, it's Mark chapter 7, verses 31 through 35. A man's brought to him who is, is deaf and can't speak. And he puts his fingers in the man's ears and then takes some of his spit and puts it on the man's tongue. And then the man can hear and speak. And then finally, in Mark chapter 7, verses 22 through 25, he spits into a blind man's eyes and the man can see. Uh, I don't know what's worse, mud or spitting directly <laughs> know, into right? So, but hey, apparently it worked. So like, so, so we're going to, we're going to stay in the Bible for just a minute. Great. So we're going to, we're going to fuse together a few things now. So in the Bible, I think in Leviticus, if I'm remembering my Bible correctly, there's the there's a verse about Jesus being presented at the temple, and it was exactly 40 days after he was born, and and th- there was a um there was some sort of ritual that they had to go through as part of like the law in where were they in Canaan maybe I forget where they were but wherever they were there was a tradition that they had to do so they had to bring baby to the temple 40 days after he was born. And so the presentation of Jesus at the temple is this huge moment in the Bible. And so we have this tradition that we talked about in a previous episode called lying in. Yes. Right? Where where the mother stays with the baby in the birthing chamber for, you know, X number of days. And so in the Greek Orthodox tradition, they do the 40-day um, – I think it's just called the 40 days – where – they stay at home and they don't they do not leave the house <laughs> with this baby for the first 40 days. And so just by chance, the other night I happened to speak with my friend Natalie, who I have a I have a Friday night call with her and some other mom friends every week. And her husband is a Greek Orthodox priest. So I was like, perfect, Whoa. Natalie, tell me about all of your traditions. So she's had two babies. She's she's about to have her third. Um, and she always does the 40 days. And then she brings her baby to the church after 40 days to present the baby. That's the first outing for the baby is going to the church and being baptized and like having that big ceremony. And so during that ceremony, so so what's really crazy is when I was telling her about this research that I was doing, she was like, I don't, it's so crazy to me, Jen. Obviously, Greek people spitting is crazy, but a couple months ago, I would have said, yeah, it's just something we do. <laughs> like, it's just something that like old, <laughs> old Greek grandmas do. And right. it's just normal and it's fine. And what? <laughs> but like having the conversation, she was like, yeah, it's really weird that that I have that contradiction in my brain now. <laughs> so it was a really funny conversation. But so her husband is the man who performs the baptism ritual at the 40 day, like I'm presenting oh. my baby to the church. And she was like, yeah, when we do that sacrament, he spits on the ground three times right next to the baby as part of that baptism sacrament. It's like a part of on that. the floor of the church? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a, again, it's an audible spitting. It's not a. Right. But you know, still, it's not an actual yeah. hawking a loogie. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's very much like I'm spitting on the ground as part. It's part of the part of the ceremony where they are saying, go away, devil. Do not come near this baby. This baby's part of God's 
people in God's oh my church. God. So, so are they not going to do that anymore? So yeah, right. Like he wears now he wears a mask when he does those ceremonies. He still does this fitting. Like it's still part of it. Um. So, so it's really funny to me. Um. And then as soon as the baby's been baptized and the baby gets like brought through the church. It is totally normal, and I don't know if this is normal now in pandemic land, but it's totally normal for Greek grandmothers, like anyone who fits that description who's like an older Greek woman, to spit on the baby, to do p-p-p on the baby, to say, you're so beautiful, the devil will want to come and get you because you're so beautiful and good and innocent, so I'm going to spit on you to deter the devil. So yeah, and that's just, that happens. I mean, and I don't know if it still happens now with the pandemic, but like until March, yeah, that was normal in Greece and in, in Greek Orthodox traditions here in America for spit to just be part of welcoming a baby into the world. So, I mean, I think that there's some really awesome beauty in that, but also because of the pandemic, it pretty makes you scary stuff. It makes you go, oh, is this something we should be doing? Yeah. So, I mean, this brought me down the road of like, you know, what is the, I mean, if you do a Google search for, you know, like spitting on babies, all you're going to get is results of like spitting up, like babies spitting up. Oh, and it's yeah. like, oh, is it normal for my baby to spit up? And it's like, that's not what I'm looking for. Um, <laughs> but... What I did find when I managed to, like, get Google to give me what I wanted was a lot of conflicting research that's been done in the past, like, two decades into whether or not sharing saliva with a baby is safe and is something that you should do. So, like, there are articles from, like, 2012 to 2015 they were like, don't do it, don't do it. There's all these things that you can give to babies. You can give them, like basically give them cavities um like you could pass bacteria into their oh. mouths that can create cavities on their baby teeth because they're so soft you can give them hepatitis you can give them herpes you can give them <laughs> all sorts of like things that you don't want to give a baby oh no so like all sorts of things that you wouldn't necessarily think and one of the things that they found when they interviewed moms about like things that they did like different things that they did on a regular basis that involved like you know, like sharing spoons, sharing a drink, sharing whatever, cleaning the pacifier when it falls on the ground, which I did all the time. <laughs> like I constantly cleaned off my kids' pacifiers when they fell on the ground because I was like, better my spit than whatever's on this floor. You know? Really? Wait, I've never heard of that. Oh, yeah. That's a really common thing. I've never, ever done that. Although there was this really funny time when I was completely sleep deprived and, and Chuck asked for the pacifier for the baby, like when she was an infant and I put it in his mouth instead of her mouth. Cause I was like, just like so out of it. <laughs> and he was yeah. like, what are you doing? <laughs> there, there are a number of times when like, we'll be at the playground and a passy will fall out onto like the wood chips and you know, I'll like brush it off on my shirt or whatever and get all of like the stuff off of it. But then I'll be like, there's dirt and stuff on this. Mm. And I just like lick it off and put it in his mouth and go, this is fine. So like, and that's a normal thing. And so then in 2018, there started to be this series of articles on how sharing spit with your baby can actually help them have fewer allergies. Oh, wow. And that there are certain things in spit that are akin to breast milk, to what we 
are able to give our babies through breast milk. So giving them a little bit of your saliva here and there is actually good for their immune systems. So like, who knows? Who knows what the answer is, Diane? We're still apparently in research land on this one, but... (laughs) That's kind of crazy, but it makes sense. It's an interesting little piece of how we raise children because there's certainly there are cultures all over the world like i've just like given you the most like surface level (laughs) bit of research on this because there's so many different cultures that for so many different reasons share spit with their children there's a lot of really interesting very beautiful poetic stuff around that but also at the same time there's germs involved so you know (laughs) Make the best choices you can. This is kind of basic, but I mean, I don't know about you, but my grandma, if I had like like a little something on my face, lick the finger and wipe it off my face. Yeah, there was a lot of that stuff. And I mean, there was also when I was growing up, and this isn't really like spit and saliva involved so much, but whenever we dropped something on the floor that we were going to eat, my mom would always be like, oh, just kiss it up to God. So you'd pick it up off the floor and kiss whatever the food was and then like put it up to the ceiling and then eat it. And it was like kissing something or like putting something near your mouth was going to in some way. Yeah, we we had that too. So, I mean, I think that our, our science brains go, none of that makes sense. None of that's real. But... The beautiful, poetic, God-loving part of you is like, this is so beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard to balance those two things. (laughs) Totally. And like, I guess I just never gave it that much thought. Especially like sharing utensils and water bottles and stuff with my daughter. Like, I don't even think about it. I just do it. Well, I mean, listen, listeners, if if you are from a different culture that Mm -hmm. does some type of ritual with spit, I'm like completely fascinated by this now and I have to know more. (laughs) I know. It's just so interesting. I love hearing about what other people do and the reasons why and no shame at all. Like whatever you do, if it's beautiful and meaningful to you and no one's getting like actually really hurt from it, just do it. It's fine. Tell us, please. (laughs) Tell us all about it. Oh my goodness. So if you want to send us those stories, you can send them to us at opdwpodcast at gmail.com. We can also listen to your stories on our Facebook page, which we try to keep light and funny and, and informative. And then we are also on Instagram and Twitter at OPDW Podcast. Yes. I think those are all the places you can find us. Yeah. And our music is by Theo Rosenberg. So thank you, Theo. Thanks, Theo. Until next time. Having a great grandma spit on you probably seems great. Not right now, though. There's a pandemic on people. People.